All right. Well, happy weekend, everybody. It is good to be with you. Happy month of February. It's the beginning of a new month. And uh, yeah, it's the month of love, right? February, Valentine's coming up. Um, I wanted to mention that today is the first weekend of the month, and so we're going to take communion together. So I hope you have your elements with you. Uh, we're going to take communion together today. Um, we have been starting, we started a series last week called The Stuff of the Heart, talking about what goes on on the inside of our hearts. And I'm sure that you've heard terms and phrases that refer to our heart. In fact, God really highlights the importance of our heart, what's going on on the inside, and how that is expressed in our world around us, in our behaviors, our actions. In fact, it says that God weighs the heart. God tests the heart. And it says that man looks at the outer, but God looks at the inner. He's looking at our heart. So what does that mean? It means that our hearts are important. They're critical to God. It's what he's looking at. It's what he's viewing at. So how do we then understand or know what we're supposed to do when it comes to our hearts? If we're ones that look at the outer, so it's hard for us to look at what's going on on the inside of our hearts. And even in God's word, it says that who could even understand the heart difficult to even comprehend. But God actually gives us some steps and some instruction on how we're able to uh, deal with the things of the heart. So we need to do that. We need to take time to, to do heart work under under the surface stuff. And so today I want to talk about the importance of desiring purity. You know, sometimes we feel the pressure to be perfect. Sometimes we feel the pressure like wondering, are we going to be judged? Are we good enough? Are we doing everything right in our families, our workplaces, our communities. But really what God is asking us to do is to not really give ourselves this, uh, I guess, measurement, this uh, expectation of being perfect, because then we kind of find it, we, we find ourselves just kind of projecting and then hiding stuff. But instead, he, he tells us to have a desire for purity, have a passion for purity. Yeah, all of us have a bent towards doing things that are stubborn, away from God. He says, have a desire, have a heart towards purity. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and is desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? What that verse is saying is that all of us have a heart towards deception. All of us have hearts that have, uh, have wickedness that are entrapped in our hearts. And Jeremiah says that we don't, we don't even know how how bad hearts are. We don't even know it. But we have to just all take, the, take some time to uh, actually recognize and admit that we have hearts that are bent towards deception. We have hearts that are bent towards wickedness. Uh, none of us are exempt from that. Each one of us have hearts that are, that are bent this way, and we don't even fully comprehend, comprehend how, how dark they can be. In fact, it's important for us to all realize, yeah, you know what, all of us have dark hearts that are still in our hearts. And we need, we need to realize, yeah, there is that, that our hearts are, that turns wickedness, deceptive, and, and that helps us to realize that, yeah, we have places in our hearts that are still yet dark and that need God's light to be shown on. So I wanted to tell us, I want to give us a couple of points today. And the first point is this, is that every choice and every behavior that we see in our world, in our culture, stems from the heart. It all comes from someone's heart somewhere. 
Matthew 15, uh, 18 through 20 says this, but what comes out of the mouth, it proceeds from the heart. Everything that people say, you can uh, also determine what people say, what people do, the actions, behaviors, and it all proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Out of the heart comes murders. Out of the heart comes adultery. Out of the heart comes sexual immorality. Out of the heart comes theft. Out of the heart comes false witness. Out of the heart comes slander. These are what defile the person. But to eat with unwashed hands and not defile anybody. This is actually referring to um, focusing on eating and, and what is clean and being cleansed. And, and believe me, in the light of what we're going through with COVID, we all know how important it is to wash our hands. But all the more the Lord is saying is important for us to wash our hearts because out of our hearts come all these things, the things we say, the things we do, the behaviors. So all the things, if you just look on the news, you're going to see people that do some pretty awful things to each other. Where does that come from? Where does it stem from? It stems from wickedness, deception, dark places that are in people's hearts. So our hope today in talking about this is that, yeah, we're not going to walk out of here from this message perfect. That's not the hope. But instead, our, our, our hope here is to actually grow in our desire for purity, that we will become more healthy, we'll become less sick, we'll become less deceptive, we'll become less wicked, and then we'll grow in righteousness. And our, the things that we say, our actions that we take, will actually grow in righteousness and goodness because we all know that our world needs it. But it's important for us to know that the, that the devil works under the surface. So many people think that they're going to come in contact with the devil in a physical way. You see the devil in person. Some people have you know, you know, told stories like that. But for the most part, the devil works under the ground, in the soil. Where does he like to work the most? That's right, in our hearts. He needs to find the places that are dark. You know, certain types of nocturnal animals like rats, you know what they need? They need dark places to do their work. The same is true of the devil. You can obviously tell that I do not like rats and I don't like the devil. They work in dark places. Yeah, there needs, the enemy likes to work in places that are hidden. He likes to work in places that are secret, above, uh, below the ground. You know, I, it, there was a, a, a time not too long ago, and I've shared this story before at church, where I went and visited uh, good friends of ours in the church, uh, Dick and Linda Dew, popped over and uh, had rang the doorbell at Dick's house, and you know he had some stuff. He's on our council, so he had some stuff to sign and whatnot. And uh, you know, Dick asked me, "Hey, Noah, do you have a couple of minutes to spare?" I said, "Sure. <laughs> what is it?" He said, "I've got something to show you." And I said, "Okay. What are you going to show me?" He said, "Lucifer." <laughs> I wish that I would have uh, asked before I would have said. You know, uh, ahead of time, I'd, I'd, I'd go with him. But I, but I was curious. Like, he's going to show me Lucifer. So anyway, I followed him into his backyard. And in Dick, Dick and Linda's backyard, they have a bunch of beautiful plants, flowers and things like that. And, you know, kind of have this green thumb. And they, they really beautified their, their backyard. And he took me up some steps. And we found this little place. And he showed me underneath the soil, there was this weed that was developing. And it was this very dense, thick weed. And it was very strong. And it really wasn't above the soil. It was below the soil. And what Dick told me was that if he let that go, it was going to go around it. It was going to go throughout the whole backyard and one by one kill all of the, the beautiful plants and flowers that they had planted. 
expected. Man, that sounds like Lucifer. You don't see him, but he does all this work below the surface. And it was this thick, dead thing that he had to kind of attack and remove and pull out and, 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 and get out. Otherwise, his, the, the, whole, the whole landscape would have been devoured. You know, the same is true of our hearts. That the enemy, the devil, likes to work below the surface. He likes to work in our hearts. He likes to develop deception. He likes to develop wickedness. He likes to develop darkness in our hearts. And so the purpose is we don't see the work of the enemy on the surface, but what we do is we see it and work in people's hearts. And then the things that are said, the actions, the behaviors, the choices that people make are, are, are deceptive. They're, they're wicked. They're painful. They're hurtful. They're damaging. They're destructive. Where did it stem from? It stemmed from hearts. I read a book not too long ago. Actually, uh, I've read this book maybe several times. It's called The Dark Side of Leadership. And this book is really a, a different stories of different leaders uh, in, in our culture, you know, political leaders, uh, faith leaders, business leaders, all different types of leaders who uh, have lost their way. Maybe they had done a lot of good things in their life, and, and they were known for doing good things, obviously, political leader, business leader, you know, faith leader, you've done good. But what ended up happening is that they made some choices. They left some things below the surface, left, left some things in the dark places of their heart, and they revealed themselves in some type of uh, choice, some type of sin uh, that, that damaged people, and it became uh, public, public news. Like, if I said these people's names, you'd say, oh yeah, I know that person because of that sinful choice they made. Oh yeah, I know that person because of that sinful choice. Nobody remembers the good that they did. They only remember the evil things that they did. That's the story of this dark side of leadership. And the, the point of this was not to just throw rocks or throw stones at these people, but the point of this book was to realize that when we take on leadership, or we take on even our life with Christ, we need to realize that there are dark in our hearts and that we have to deal with them. We have to realize that they're there. That, that all the good things that we may do, just like Dick and Linda's you know, beautiful backyard plants and all these beautiful plants, if we don't deal with the Lucifer underneath the surface, it'll end up uh, damaging all these different things that, that were meant for good. So we have to realize that these choices, these behaviors, these things that are done, are, are that they stem in our heart. For example, lust, something in the heart into adultery. Anger turns into abuse. Read in this story, the potential for murder. Deception turns into lying. Greed turns into cheating and stealing. You know, these behaviors are a reflection and a result of what's happening in the root system of our heart. You know, recently I uh, witnessed a fender bender. Uh, I was with my daughter and uh, we were going into um, uh, a little convenience store and uh, this, this guy had uh, banged into another you know, vehicle uh, right right there in the parking lot of this gas station. And man, it, you know, those things happen, you know, but the response that the guy had that got hit was just this explosive emotional response. And the guy that hit him, he's, he's, he's an older guy, like he seems he was well advanced in years, you know, and kind of like, you know, I don't know, it might have been his last time driving. I mean, you can't kind of get, get the perspective here. But this younger guy with this emotional explosive, I thought he was going to just punch him. 
you know, so I kind of like started kind of walking. I got to, you know, sort of break up a fight to protect this guy, you know, and I just couldn't believe, you know, things happen, accidents happen, but this emotional explosiveness. Now, nothing physical happened, but I could tell that that guy had an untamed heart when it came to the anger and emotion that was going on in his heart. And I can tell you something, like, I wouldn't be surprised if currently in his life or in the future, it would lead him or lend him towards abuse or being physical or being violent with people. How do I know that? Because I could see the revelation was going on in his heart. You know, that's true of all these different things. These choices, these decisions, these behaviors are all unchecked things on the inside of heart. That's why we need to desire purity, desire to, uh, to, to, to remove that, to remove that, that, the deception and wickedness, those dark places that want to live inside of our hearts. So I know you're probably thinking right now, Pastor Noah, I thought this message on the stuff of the heart was going to be good and sweet and romantic, but you're telling me it's very scary. I really just want to help us to realize the reality of all what we're all dealing with. Don't worry, there is good news. And, and the good news is this, that each one of us can be purified. Number two, each one of us can be purified. This can be uprooted. This can be dealt with, taken out. James 4, 8 says this, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, all of us sinners, each one of us, and purify your hearts. Get your soil, get your heart purified. And it says be double-minded, and what that means is that all of us can have a, a, a mind or a heart that's bent on both, bent on both doing good as well as doing evil. So purify the stuff that's not good. Purify this dark. Purify this unhealthy and filthy. Your hands can be washed. I'm sure you've heard that, you know, <laughs> in the last nine months, definitely. Your hands can be washed. And guess what? Your, your heart can be purified. Your hands can be washed. Your heart can be purified. Draw near to the source of purity. In the same way, if I was to wash your hands, where are you going to draw near to? To the source of where you're going to get water, right? In the same way that if your heart is impure, you're going to draw to draw near to the source of purity. Who is that? It's God. God is the source of purity. Each one of us can become pure. There's this action of returning over and over again to return to return to the sink. Wash your hands. Return to God over and over again. It's a it's a constant purifying process. You know, my wife, since we have been in this. Um, pandemic. Let me tell you something. Uh, she's constantly asking me, did you wash your hands? 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 And you know, I, the, the reality is the answer is always yes. Even if the answer is yesterday I did, you know, or to my kids. But, you know, the really, the right question is, when was the last time you washed your hands? You know, that will tell you that if what you're about to do is uh, okay, is if, are your hands clean? Because just wash them versus have you washed your hands? It could have been a day ago, two days, three, four, three weeks ago. God forbid. Um, but the same is true when it comes to our hearts. I'm sure that a lot of us have, especially if we've said yes to Jesus, we've done the work of washing our hearts at least once if we said yes to Christ. But the question is, is when was the last time that you went to the source of purity? When was the last time you went to the source of the Lord and asked God to do some work in your heart to wash you of the stuff that's filthy, or wash you of the stuff that's wicked, uh, wash you of, of your, your, sin, your, your sinfulness. And what I've learned when it comes to 
uh, washing our hands. I, I could be about the motive of just pleasing my wife, or I can have a passion for health. And because I have a passion for health and keeping everybody safe, I should be washing my hands as often as I, as, as I can, all the time. The same is true when we're talking about pure desire. You can do the, 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 the religious steps of, of, of washing your hands or washing your heart, as people are talking about or think you can go through the motions. But if you have a passion for purity, you're going to draw near to the Lord often, on a regular basis. Why? Because you just desire to be pure. You desire it. And when you do that, you're constantly going to the source. You're constantly going to God to wash your heart. A friend of mine, he always says, you know, whenever I take a shower, I baptize myself. <laughs> and what he's saying is like, I'm washing my physical body as often as, as I need to, you know, and I need to do it, you know, every day or every other day. I don't know how often he washes, takes a shower. But he's like, I need to also remind myself that at that time, I'm going to baptize myself. Why? Because my heart needs to be washed at the same time. So that's how often he does it. You know, it's also important to realize that God talks about, God's Word talks about the importance of circumcising our heart. Circumcision was part of a religious activity. Men, young boys, removing the, the foreskin. But what, what, they, what they're saying is that, you know, the circumcision, even though that was something that they did to mark their commitment and their covenant to God, what they're saying is that that isn't going to remove evil from your heart. So they said, you know, you need to also not only uh, be circumcised, but you need to be circumcised of heart. Deuteronomy 10, 16 says, uh, circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, so that you no longer be stubborn, no longer be wicked, no longer be decept uh, deceptive. Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 25 says, circumcision is of the heart, it's of the spirit. So that tells us this, is that the, the, the cleanliness, the purity, the, the desiring purity is not only just a washing, but it's like almost like cutting out and removing places that are stony, places that are stubborn, places that are not pure. We need to completely almost help us. That's why people say, you know, God does heart surgery on us. Why does he need to remove places of our heart? We talked about that last week when you have this clay that when parts of it become uh, hardened and unusable, you have to remove that place completely and get that out so you can start with what's soft and moldable and flesh. So we have to just uh, remember that we can be purified and we have to all, you know, realize God does the work, but we have to be co-workers with him. We have to give our hearts completely to him to do that work. And then number three, I wanted to tell you this. There are benefits. There are benefits to being pure. And we need to all realize that as we do the work of having uh, pure hearts, having a pure desire. There's blessings. There's things that God gives us. There's benefits. Like Psalm 84, 5 says this, that our hearts become set on pilgrimage. Psalm 84, 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have their hearts set on pilgrimage. And what this means is that when, when our hearts are set on purity and are set on God, God has a future and a hope and a plan for us. He's going to take us somewhere. He's going to have use for us. Like there, there, there's a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage means that there's a journey, there's a goal, there's a destination. But when you are impure in your heart, guess what? Your your life is like a sick cycle. You have constant behaviors, behaviors that continue to repeat themselves. Things you said I don't want to do, but you keep doing them. It's just kind of like it's it, you have that that uh, habit or that cycle of behavior, those dumb decisions that you do over and over and over again. 
But if you're able to say, you know what, I want to have a pure heart, that means that your heart is set on pillars. That means you're, you're not going to keep doing that, that six, making that sixth cycle, continue to repeat the same uh, habits and behaviors again. But your, your life is going to be set on pilgrimage. You're going to go somewhere. God has a pursuit and an assignment and a place to take you. So purifying our hearts means that we're being washed of and being rid of the dark motives, the things that want to attach themselves. And we start to say, man, I'm not going to keep doing those things anymore. You know, we, don't, we start to lose those emotions. We start to lose that negative desire. We start to lose that, that impurity. And we start to have that, that impurity that starts to con, take, you know, control us, lead us down paths we don't want to go down. And instead, we have a heart that's pure and a desire for God and trusting in Him and the path that He has for us. So we learn how to recognize our wrong. We de- develop a strong desire to do what is right. So we do realize and we do receive that benefit and that blessing of being on pilgrimage with God. He's going to take us somewhere. And the second thing is that he gives us, uh, the, the goal of this is that it is love. That everything that we do, the pure heart that's set on the Lord with pure desire, that what we do is out of love. First Timothy 1.5 says this, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. You see, the outcome of a pure heart, in all that we do, it comes from a motive of love. Isn't that great? Where everything that you do, it comes out of love instead of the motive that you come, it comes out of self-absorption, uh, self-centeredness, competitiveness, uh, darkness, you know, all that, that stuff. No, but instead, the result is that what we do comes out of love. It's the pure soil brings and it's like that pure soul that pure desire causes love to spring up in our environment in our garden in our culture in, in who we are in, 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 our, in our in our environment people that we're around instead of anger instead of lust instead of deception instead of the, the, the sick and destructive cycle that the enemy wants to lead us on so if you're doing things out of love and you're increasing in love it is saying something about what's underneath the surface what's happening in your heart comes from purity, it comes from a good conscience, it comes from sincere faith. This soil of our heart is being purified, and love blossoms from it. Love is seen in your relationships, love will be seen in your work, love will be seen in what you're saying and what you're doing. Love is the outcome of a heart that is set on purity. So you want to see more love in this world? And then lastly, the last benefit is that pure hearts will be able to see God. Pure hearts will be able to see uh, the presence and the handiwork of God. Matthew 5, 8 says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Isn't that amazing that those who are not set on purity, they won't be able to see God. They won't be able to see his work. It's like they're blinded. They're blinded, but not able to see. You see, uh, when, when we're deceived and our hearts are bent towards wickedness, we're not able to see God. But those who are being made pure, we will be able to see Him. It's like as if we develop spiritual eyes. It's as, as, as if the, the lens or the, the windshield in our that's in our view gets cleared, gets purified, so that we can have clarity on His presence. We recognize what He's doing. We're able to hear what He's saying. And you can see the evidence of the work of God. You can see the presence and the work of God 
and you begin to look for and have this pure desire, this desire to be pure. Well, how do we do it? How do we take steps? You know, I had just said it, you know, I had a friend of mine who uh, every time he takes a shower, he baptizes himself. Uh, this is something that we probably need to do on a regular basis. Ask God to purify us. Do it all the time. As much as, much as you think about washing your hands, wash your hands, God also purify my heart. And we also do this together, taking communion. You can take communion anytime you want, but we decided to take communion once a month. And really, it's because we all need uh, to be washed clean. We all need to be purified. Jesus says, as often as you do this in remembrance of me, the thing is, do this often. Wash yourself often. Do this in remembrance of me. Be washed. So that's what we're going to do today. We're not going to just take communion out of uh, just because it's the first of the month or just because it's kind of a, a religious thing, but we're going to do it out of spiritual to have our hearts washed clean and pure. And that was the purpose. That's really the purpose of communion. So let's uh, take our bread and our cup together. And I'm going to read this scripture to you. As I read, we do this together. Put your heart into it. The Lord Jesus said on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you, so do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread together. Father, we Thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for the brokenness that he would have for us, that we would be made whole, that he would make this sacrifice for us, that we wouldn't have to pay the price uh, for, for the sins that we have committed, but Jesus would pay that price for us so that we could have life, an abundant life here on earth, as well as life eternal. So we're so thankful for that sacrifice that was made. In the same way, after that, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup together. So, Jesus, we thank you for the blood that was spilled, that it would mean for the forgiveness of our sins, that it would mean for the, the, the washing away of our transgressions, our mistakes, uh, the, the things that we've done that are, 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 are wicked, the things that we've done that are deceptive, the lying, the cheating, the anger, whatever it is that we've done, it would mean that our, our sins would be forgiven no more. But also, that it would mean for the purifying of our hearts, that it would deal with the, the root issues, that it would deal with the stuff of the soil. So, so Lord, we ask that you would wash our hearts, each one of our hearts today. Give us that pure desire that everything that we would do would come and would bring love to our communities, our families, workplaces, our neighborhoods, our culture around us, Lord, we know that it's needed. We know it's needed in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everybody. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you soon.